Welcome to the Catholic Brides Podcast. My name is Anne, and I would like to welcome you to my show. On this podcast, we will be talking about what it means to be a Catholic bride, how to prepare for marriage, and how to walk with your spouse towards heaven. I'm excited that you're here, and I invite you to grab your favorite drink, settle in, and let's have a heart-to-heart about what it means to be a Catholic bride in today's world. everybody and welcome back to the Catholic Brides podcast. Today I'm joined by Maisie Rudolph. Maisie is a Los Angeles-based singer and pianist. She has sung at the Hollywood Bowl, the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C., and recorded a single with Disney Records. She is the music director at Simi Valley Cultural Arts Center and is an audition pianist for the Disney theme parks. She has taken her decades of experience as a musician and created a YouTube channel specifically about Catholic wedding music to help brides pick music that truly reflects the beauty of the sacrament of marriage. Maisie has been married to her husband, John Paul, for six years, and they have two children together. Welcome to the show, Maisie. Thank you, Anne. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on the show and to talk to you today a little bit about wedding music, because I know that's what you're particularly passionate about. But why don't we just start by having you tell us a little bit about yourself and about your story as a Catholic bride. Yeah, um, I was born and raised in Los Angeles, Um, grew up Catholic in a Catholic family, and um, started singing at church when I was eight years old. I was a really, really shy kid which anyone who knows me now would never believe that. But I was super shy and my third grade teacher, for some reason, figured out I could sing and put me up in front of the church and trained me to be a cantor um, when I was eight years old. So I started leading masses for like the whole school and the congregation in third grade um, and kind of came out of my shell through that experience. Um, so I did that all through grade school, continued that in high school, I was in choir and my parents always did music ministry. So I was kind of always involved in all of that, um, through my family and, um, I just always really loved it. Then I went to college and I kind of took my love for music and being on, uh, I guess being on the stage, I translated it into musical theater. Um, so I got my degree in musical theater. Um, and acting actually. And um, I mean, I love that too. And that's kind of what I uh, do for my career. As you said in my bio, like I work for Disney and I am a music director at a local theater and um, I'm also a vocal coach and an acting coach. And so I kind of try and put it all together into this life that I've built. Um, And I still do music at my local parish, which is really fun. And then um, As far as my husband and I, we actually met on Catholic Match. Um, So, hey, shout out Catholic Match. Thank you for that. And um, gosh, what was that? 10 years ago now. He lived in Denver. I lived in LA. And uh, he emailed me. He flew out three weeks after emailing me the first time. And we went on our first date. Um, And the rest is history. We fell in love. I moved to Denver. And then he moved to LA. And um, yeah, we dated for I think maybe two and a half years, got married in 2015, and now here we are living in LA with our two kids. Well, awesome. That 
that is super cool that um, Catholic Match brought you together. I keep hearing that more and more that Catholic Match is like a place where a lot of people do find love. And that's super interesting to me, especially like um, knowing that that wasn't always the case, but that technology has been able to bring people together in that way. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I never would have met my husband otherwise. I mean, maybe, but it would have been really difficult Denver to LA. So I'm very thankful. For sure. So why don't we talk a little bit about um, what you do kind of um, as a person that works in the wedding industry and um, helps brides to pick out music for their wedding? Yeah. So I, you know, because I was always involved in my church, um, doing music. And I was, I was the music director of the family mass at my parish for a long time. And so I just kind of started doing weddings, um, just by the very nature of my job. And I also, you know, as my friends started getting married, all of them were asking me to sing at their weddings because I was a trained cantor and I knew, you know, how to plan a liturgy. I knew I had done it for so long that it just kind of seemed natural to do to do all their weddings. And so as I started doing more and more, I had a number of friends who were like raised Catholic, but really didn't know what went into planning a liturgy. And so I just felt like there was sort of a, a disconnect there, especially when it came to music, that if you're not really trained in it, it's hard to know like, okay, what's an offertory song? What are, what do the mass parts mean? Like, how do I pick that? What kind of music should I be using? And there were so many questions that people had. And I, just kind of felt like there wasn't really a resource out there. There are articles here and there, but there wasn't really a resource out there that people could go to and just kind of be taught like from the beginning, like, okay, this is the kind of music you need. This is why this is important. This is how, and here are some song ideas. So I kind of wanted to become that like one-stop shop for people, not really a shop, but you know what I mean? Like a one-stop YouTube channel where I could kind of tell people, um, this is how you plan your music, but also your liturgy, because it all kind of, ties together to create that mass um, for your wedding. So that's how it started. And um, it kind of grew. I, I, my intention was to start this little YouTube channel just for the brides I was working with. And now I have like 1200 subscribers and so many views that <laughs> I'm honestly very surprised by it. Um, humbled, humbled and surprised by it. And it's kind of become a bigger thing than it started, but that's, I guess, where the Holy Spirit wanted it to go. Mm. For sure. And I'm not surprised that it has grown because I listened to a few of your songs before we popped on here and you definitely have a beautiful voice and a gift from God and uh, praise God for allowing you to be able to use that to serve him and his church. And I found it really interesting how you said that, um, that many or like many brides obviously don't have liturgical training like you do and um it is really interesting to think about because I know when I got married the church I don't even remember if the church gave me a list of like suggested songs but they were basically like you can do whatever you want just don't have like hallelujah come for the processional um like the contemporary hallelujah so they wanted like more traditional things but they didn't really give us a whole lot of instruction beside that so like having a resource Mm -hmm. to be able to do that or to plan that I think is super helpful for people because there are so many other things that people are thinking about as they're planning their wedding and having to stress about trying to learn yet another thing and probably one of the more important things on the wedding day can just add another level of stress to people. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, and I, my goal is to really make it as simple as possible for for, for brides specifically, um, because it can get stressful, you know, picking your readings and picking just everything that goes into the reception and the wedding. But knowing that like the wedding mass is actually the most important part of the day. Um, and I, in my opinion, the music is like the, the climax of the beauty of that day. Like there's the love of the husband and wife, but the music is what kind of reflects that and allows everyone to really experience it together. Like music is such a unifying thing. It gives such glory to God just by its very nature, by being beautiful. Um, and so I really think that the music that you pick can like set the tone for your mass. And so if, if you have someone to kind of help you walk through how to do that, it makes it much easier. For sure. So what are some of the ways that you kind of guide people into picking that math, that those um, mass parts out? Or I guess a better way to put it would be how do you kind of assist people in being able to make those decisions? Um, I mean, it depends on what people need from me. Some people just have, you know, they'll reach out to me on Instagram and just have one question and I can respond to that question and kind of help. Um, but if, if, if a bride, you know, chooses to hire me for their wedding and I, um, I'm doing all the music for them, I'll do multiple consultations with them where I, what I start with is, you know, what are songs that you love that you grew up with? And if there are none, okay, great. Then we'll start with that too. And I just get a sense of what their style is. Is it more traditional? Are they going to have an organ at their wedding? Is it, do they want a bunch of instrumental music? Do they like more contemporary worship music? And just what do they like? You know, let's just start with like the basics of what speaks to you and what makes you feel close to God. You know, what is, what, is there a song from your childhood that every time you hear it, you just feel like you're in the presence of God? Let's start there. Um, and then from there, what I will then do is I will make like a, a, like a Spotify playlist and, you know, like a document of like, here are all my ideas. So here are songs that I've recorded that you can listen to. Here's a Spotify playlist of other songs that I think would be in your style. And I kind of walk through the mass with them what each part means, why it's important, what kind of song, you know, every different part of the mass is going to have kind of a different type of song. Um, and so I kind of walk through that with them too. Like for a communion song, you're not really going to want like an upbeat, uh, you know, song that you would maybe use for the exit music. You're going to want something more reverent there and kind of just walking through what those details are and then coming back to a bride and going like, okay, here are some ideas that I think hopefully resonate with what you expressed is your taste, if that makes sense. It does. So what would your number one piece of advice be for people who are maybe planning their wedding mass presently and um, don't have, like they obviously have access to you if they wanted to Instagram you, but if they're planning their wedding on their own, um, what advice would you give to them? When it comes to music, make sure that you're in communication with the music director at the parish. And if there isn't a music director at the parish, then the priest who's marrying you or the pastor there. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's interesting, but every church um, has its own kind of rules and guidelines when it comes to music. Some churches are going to be a lot more flexible with what they allow you to use. And some churches are going to be um, a lot stricter with their boundaries. And neither is better or worse. It's just making sure that it's 
it's it's clear to you um you know i i've i've definitely had brides who were disappointed that they couldn't walk down the aisle to the song that they wanted um because of the restrictions at the church and if you find that out late in the game that's really disappointing so i would really encourage brides to make sure that they have those conversations early you know, a lot of brides don't think about music until like the very end because there's so many other things happening so many other things to think about i would encourage you to think about music early get it kind of off your plate and you don't have to think about it again once the music is decided and you have a musician taking care of it you don't have to worry about it anymore um, and so have those conversations and ask those questions. Go to your priest and say, are there restrictions or guidelines for what kind of music I can do for my wedding liturgy? Um, and go from there and have those conversations. I think that's like the most important thing. I have resources on my Instagram about like what specific questions to ask. Make sure that you're asking about budget, you know, make sure if you have to um, pay your musicians on top of your church donation, like that you have a budget for that. So there are things that go into music that I think a lot of people don't know on the kind of logistical side of it. So I think if you do it early, then it, you can take it off your plate and just enjoy it the day of. Mm -hmm. That's such a good point because I think a lot of people might not think about the logistics behind it because some people might think that it is maybe included with that church fee that they're already paying. But just to remember that to ask those questions and to um, know what to expect because there are, like you said, different churches are going to have different requirements and different things that they expect of you to be able to use their space and to be able to get married in that church. Yeah, exactly. And the other thing I would say is if you're going to use a musician that you've hired or like a cousin or a friend or something like that, just make sure that they are really well versed and trained in Catholic liturgy. Um, because I, I know of weddings where they've asked, you know, a cousin to play piano for the wedding, but they've never played a Catholic mass before. So that that musician just may not know kind of even what their cue lines are of like when to play a holy holy, when to start the communion song. So make sure that at least the person um, who's in charge of your music knows and is trained in the Catholic liturgy. Mm -hmm, Super important. Sure. So what are some of your favorite Catholic songs that you either sing currently at weddings or maybe amused at your own wedding? That's a great question. Um, I walked down the aisle to a mashup of um, How Great Is Our God and How Great Thou Art. So my bridesmaids walked all walked down to How Great Is Our God. And then right when it transitioned to Then Sings My Soul, that's when I walked down the aisle with my dad. And I just love that song so much. Oh my gosh. I just I just feel like it soars to the heavens and is just like such a song of like surrender to the joy of like just praising God for all of his greatness. So I walked down the aisle to that song with my dad and we sang the whole way down. I, I didn't plan that. I had no idea what it was going to be like to walk down the aisle. I knew what song I had picked and I knew that it was going to be beautiful, but I didn't know what it was going to feel like. And just singing with my dad walking down the aisle, it's just something I will never forget. So that song is super significant to me. Um, I love Oh God Beyond All Praising, um, another one that's just super traditional but grand, and the words are stunning. Like if you've never sat down to really listen to the words of Oh God Beyond All Praising, oh my gosh, they'll just knock your socks off. So that's definitely a favorite. Um, I love Joyful Joyful, you know, Ode to Joy, any iteration of that. Um, I'm a, I'm a fan of the Sister Act 2 version. I don't know if, if you are familiar with it, 
the gospel choir version of Joyful Joyful. That was my exit song at my wedding. Um, I actually had a 40 person choir at my wedding. So it was like just magnificent. So I love that song. I mean, I could go on and on about songs, um, but maybe those are my top three that come to mind. That's awesome. Oh God, Beyond All Praising was my recessional at my wedding. So I have a you special have place in my heart for that song. It's um, so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we definitely, well, we had an organ and we had a trumpet at our wedding and I got the trumpet specifically for that song because I had heard that song growing up at the Chrism Mass and mm-hmm. um, they had a trumpet there and I just wanted, like, it was so beautiful, the trumpet and the organ and definitely something that. I wanted at my wedding and made it happen. So love that. That's awesome. Um, what are some, I guess, top mistakes or things to avoid when planning your liturgical music for your wedding? Um, I would say, like I mentioned earlier, having musicians who are not Catholic, who aren't well-versed in, in the liturgy is going to be the biggest thing to avoid. The other thing to really keep in mind is to pick liturgical music and to not get attached to the idea of walking down the aisle to a love song or doing a recessional to to a, a love song or, you know, I I had a my priest friend recently did a wedding where the bride and groom, I think, hired their own musicians and they were not Catholic. And the last song of the mass, the exit song was the Star Wars theme song. And it was sort of like, oh my gosh, like how did that happen, you know? So it's making sure to know like what it means to have a liturgical music. It means that the song should lead people to prayer. It should be reverent and respectful and it should be appropriate for the part of the mass that um, you're using it for. Um, And so just try, it's hard because if you've imagined your whole life walking down the aisle to your favorite love song, let's say A Thousand Years by Christina Perry. Like that's the song you really wanna walk down the aisle to. Um, it's it's kind of hard to wrestle with that, but there are other Catholic songs out there that are love songs, that are love songs between me and God and the bride and the groom being Jesus and the church. So there are other creative ways to get those love songs in to your mass. And so I would just say don't, don't get attached to music if it isn't um, liturgical. Um, and that's it's hard to emotionally separate yourself from those things, but um, I just think that's a really important part of planning your music. For sure. I love how you mentioned that the music should bring us closer to God and worshiping God. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just something, such a good reminder for people, especially people who might have, might have that desire to have other types of love songs in their wedding to just remember the, like, what is the purpose behind the music and, um, to use your wedding as a way to evangelize as well, because weddings are one of one of the times that people come into the church and usually sit through the entire mass, um, whether or not they're Catholic. And it is a great way and a great witness to be able to evangelize with your music as well. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And that's why I, I feel so passionately about doing wedding music. I really think it's such a beautiful moment for all of your guests, all these different walks of life, you know, you don't know where anybody is at, really. They, they're coming into the church, maybe for the first time ever, and like you said, sitting through a Catholic mass. And so how do we give them an experience of God? And I think music is the, um, maybe the most accessible way to do that, if that makes sense, you know, um, just giving them something beautiful that 
makes, yeah, it brings them closer to God, makes, gives them an experience of the Holy Spirit. And that's the point of the music is to lead people to prayer. For sure. So what would your top tip for brides that are approaching their wedding day, what would your top piece of advice be for them, whether it's related to music or just in general? That's a really good question. Just keep praying. <laughs> keep praying. Keep talking to your fiance. Keep praying with your fiance. Um, talk to your friends who um, have been, who've gotten married. I think um, it's really easy, you know, in the last month or so of your engagement to, to get really frazzled, you know, you get into the, all the logistics and you got to call all the vendors and finalize everything and write all the checks. And it's really crazy. And so find the time of quiet with your fiance, keep praying, you know, keep focused on God and what it's really about. And also stay connected with your friends. Make sure you are still laughing, you know, keep having fun. And I just encourage brides to listen to the wisdom of their friends who've gotten married before them. Um, open those conversations, ask your friends, like, what, what do you wish you had done differently? What do you wish that you had known on your wedding day? Um, you know, my, my sister, I have two younger sisters and I have a younger sister who basically we joke, she copy and pasted my wedding is what we say, <laughs> because she basically just used my venue and my DJ and did all these things. And we didn't care. Like we loved it because there were so many things about my wedding that I loved and that she loved. And it just made it so much easier for her. And having those conversations was so much fun, um, to be able to really help her make decisions for her wedding day. And so I would just really encourage brides to seek the wisdom of the other women in your life. Keep praying and keep laughing. Mm, such good advice. So one final question I have for you that's not really related to what we're, we're, we've been talking about, but it could be, um, is what is your favorite Bible verse or passage and why? I have a number of them, but my favorite of like of all time is Exodus. Um, I think it's 1414. The Lord himself will fight for you. You need only to be still. And I just feel like it really speaks into the peace of knowing that like whatever you are going through, God will take care of you. He will fight for you. He will love you. And all you need to do is be still. It's just like, just trust in him and he will come through for you always. He will always be there. So I love that one. Um, yeah, it's kind of just been like a life first for me. That's beautiful. I always find it interesting when people pull their favorite Bible verse from like Exodus, um, because it's not, mm -hmm. not one of the first Bible, like books of the Bible that immediately jumps out, but there's so much beauty and so much goodness in. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I didn't really think about it that way, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on the show today, Maisie. If people want to connect with you, where can they best do that? A um, couple places. You can find me on Instagram at The Catholic Wedding Singer. Um, I am on YouTube as a Maisie Rudolph. And then my website is musicbymaisie.com. Maisie is M-A-Z-I-E. 
Perfect. And I will link all of that in the description of this podcast. And just out of curiosity, for your wedding singing, do you travel and do wedding singing or are you mostly local? I do travel. I actually just flew to Michigan a couple weeks ago to do a wedding. Um, so I, I travel. I love it. It's super fun. And um, yeah, I'm happy to help any bride across the country. Awesome. So if anybody is looking for a wedding singer, Maisie is available. <laughs> I love that. And on my YouTube, you can find all different song suggestions and I talk you through them. So even if you don't ever contact me, you can just look up those videos and I talk you through where to use a song and why to use it and, you know, and all that stuff. So hopefully that's a helpful resource for people who need it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today, Maisie. It's been a pleasure having you. Thanks so much for having me. And thank you everybody for tuning in and we will see you again on the next episode. God bless you. You have been listening to the Catholic Brides podcast. If you enjoyed this content, I invite you to subscribe to the podcast. If you would like to get in touch with me, I invite you to either message me on Instagram or send me an email at catholicbrides at gmail.com. I look forward to having you join me again, and I look forward to connecting with you in the future. Thank you so much, and have a wonderful and blessed day.